Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 45 of the Brothers of Discussion! Discussion! Woo! Yay! Alright, uh... That's, That's it. All right, we'll see you guys next week for episode 46. Check out episode, yep. We're a week away from episode 46. And you know what? I uh, I hyped it up yesterday on uh, my first attempt on a Facebook Live video. Thank you to everybody that uh, watched that embarrassing uh, stumble. And a couple times I forgot where my train of thought was going. Like, I saw that people were watching, and I went, what? There's people watching? And then I looked back at the camera and I went, what was I talking about? Uh, anyways. You know, pe- people have pretty lofty expectations for a Facebook Live video, so. <laughs> I have high expectations for myself. Um, this, is, this is definitely your Psycho Sid moment. Well, let's let's <laughs> right, run it again. Uh, roll again. Son, we're live. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I should start. I should start every Facebook Live video I do. Roll it like again. That. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Psycho um, said, let the let the people know where where they can find all our. Good I was stuff. gonna say it was my transition. Was if you were watching, that means that you were on uh, the Facebook page or the Twitter, which you can find with the handle. I'm telling you, with Facebook, we set it up this way. You can find us at Bod Podcast. But of course, that's gonna help you find us on Twitter. Uh, but if that is too much trouble, of course, just we will put find your you. Bookmark and favorite bodpodcast.com. You just head yeah. there first. You make that your homepage. When you open up Google Chrome, that's the first thing that should pop up. Yeah. And then type in Google and find the next thing. But and we will find you. We will find you. The magic of remarketing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say the word wrestling to your phone because our. Magic robots are going to hear it. You're going to get some advertisements, Tucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Excuse me. Sorry. Nice. A lot of coffee. That's all right. Steaks and first, weights and coffee beans. First, that's our three favorite things. First, yep. First burp of the episode. So that's bodpodcast.com. Um, oh, and uh, a shout out. We, we had a request for Google Play. I went to go make sure it was working. And we had been shut down because I never confirmed our email. Oh, <laughs> but nice. we are we are on Google Play now, and the second we did that, we got sixty four plays uh, that this day. This is our this is our first Jerry Springer moment. Too hot for Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that uh, just adds to the list. Now that'll be Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Uh, we do apologize for all the instances that we said we were on Google Play, <laughs> and we weren't available. Uh, but we're there now. 
So go check us out. Subscribe. Review. All those places. All those things. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's jump into the show. Yes. Wish I had, like, good transition music. I feel like that would be a great spot for it. Yeah, let's jump into the show. Was that a... I know you're improvising, but somewhere in your brain, that was a little bit of a Pokemon battle song. Nothing more appropriate than the discussions we had. Well, this show, I don't think this Brothers of Discussion program cannot start anywhere but the NXT main event this week. Better the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, with the greatest superstar of all time, <laughs> Otis Dozovich. Okay, listen, I, I know I know he couldn't win, right? It's our it's right. the champion, but I, I I still had an inkling. Uh, you know, there's a few reminders for Morrow. You know, don't forget that this match is not for the title, so maybe Otis will win because it won't really, you know, matter against Chapa's Ch- lost streak. You know, okay, so when it does happen, that, but... just be prepared. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like, um, you know, Champa was was taking a few. Uh, he was really bumping for Otis. I, I was really proud of him. Um, this I, is this is what? what we wanted. This is our callback to our Djokovic, uh Absolutely, story. it is. And, yep. I mean, this guy really is the greatest of all time because he is at the the height of heights right now and all he does with his power is sell yes he is bill clinton's dick yes (laughs) just get in the ring with them you'll be a star and you know with a guy as hungry as dozovich (laughs) eating up Bill Uh, clinton's dick um go ahead that's disturbing um well, yeah, I, you know, I had, I had the inklings of maybe maybe he'll he'll squeak one out, or maybe there'll be like a, a count out what? win or something what? when 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 Tuck when Tucky made a cameo to get Champa back in the ring. Well, I, uh, I, I just I figured I, I I've been thinking about it. We don't do enough like setup. We kind of just jump in and expect everyone knows what we're talking about. That's um, true. I know, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts trying to make we, us better. We expect a lot of our audience. Yeah. Uh, so here, I mean, the background on this is there There was the Aleister Black attack. If you're not familiar with that, we can't go that deep into the storyline. But <laughs> it started two years ago. Two years ago, Aleister Black joined NXT. Yep. <laughs> sit back and relax as we... <laughs> Regal you through the annals of NXT history. <laughs> Um, so, while everybody's trying to figure out who attacked Aleister Black, uh, obviously, Heavy Machinery had to be a part of this, because they are the top two jokesters on the NXT roster. Yes. Um, and in doing so... Maybe uh, the world? That was William... Yeah, I... Shoot. Yeah, is... Do those we, videos make me laugh pretty hard. Maybe we can't even put a cap on it. I mean, I've showed those be, videos to people who don't like wrestling, and they have smirked, which... It could be the universe. With uh, the amount the, of entertainment out there, that's a pretty good review. I would say though, any kind like, of smirk. If we put a cap on it now, we are not fully aware of alien life in this galaxy. And if we say on Earth, do we actually like? Do we know that's the pinnacle? Like, could they go? I see where you're going with this. Yeah. If alien life came down and said, "Explain humor to us," I would show <laughs> Tucky having a, a potty run 
Tucky and Otis having a potty run at Costco. And the aliens went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> what a delight. All right. So here we will spare you, Race. William we Regal will spare you. Is trying to figure <laughs> out who intended Bring us Alice the clowns. Yes. And don't send Dovich for the clowns. Tucky yes. Knight. We're not 100% certain that it wasn't Tommaso Ciampa who yes. took offense to that. And from that, we, we got the uh, fantastic promos where we saw Dozovich really stepping up and, you know, becoming the the tough, badass Dozovich, stepping out of that comedic role for just a second. Yeah. And uh, that was enough for William Regal. Seeing this going down sets up the match. And as much as we love Dozovich and Champa, uh, we you know we knew this was going to be our favorite match, and we've been talking about it for weeks. Yeah, uh, we got those so, great videos of Dozovich uh, pumping out four hundred and five pound yeah, bench four. presses <laughs> with with resistance cables, which is uh, I think it's hard enough to do five pound bench presses, let alone four hundred and five pounds with resistance cables. Tucky, Tucky, and then. Um. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm sorry, and I, I stole your thunder because I wanted to set that up, but yeah, uh, no, you're well, fine. And then, uh, right, know, yeah, <laughs> uh, we got videos of you know Otis and Tucky, uh, you know, cooking some steaks and uh, you know getting some protein, getting ready for the big square off against the NXT champion. And oh yeah, Champa, to his credit, you know, he could have just blown it off and you know no sold it, but. You know, he totally acknowledged all that stuff. And he said, you know, luckily this isn't a uh, weightlifting or eating contest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in the ring with the greatest superstar in wrestling history. So he no, uh, like, he started it out great uh, where he his no sell of the match was him recognizing that there was a match where he said waste of time. Yep. I thought that tweet was great because I think right there we all knew that this was going to be a long hard match for champa uh the second he acknowledged that there was a match coming if he didn't tweet anything and it just yeah exactly if he had tweeted nothing it would be an actual waste of time but yes he gave it a moment's thought which told us (laughs) that he was a little concerned about the 405 pound bench press Mine always sounds like I am ripping through diarrhea, and the only sound I can make is a t and a. Uh, it's okay. A that's, that's how it should feel. It should. It's more of a feeling, I'd say. You you are capturing the essence of it. I think you're doing a great job, mate. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Dozovic uh, does put on a great performance. NXT does a great job selling that match too. I don't know if you saw the video of the post match, uh, Tucky getting the the applause from the crowd you know getting the that appreciation you know getting that um yeah the the hesitated exit out of the ring so that you get uh recognized by the fans yeah. uh but even better was they had a camera on champa leaving leaving the ring holding kissing his title which i thought was a little uh misplaced only because that match wasn't for the title so it's not like he was gonna lose it anyway but he was out of breath and like falling against the wall. I just they did such a good job because you don't have yeah, to like, do that. Yeah, like they made it. They made it like he escaped with a victory. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other and, thing that he really threw they the writers uh, really threw Dozovich a bone because this is the champion, right? right? Otis is not ready for this. This is like what his first singles match we've ever seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they threw him a bone because he got to eat not one but two finishers. So he started yeah. to get up from the DDT hit onto the outside of the ring, and then Champa still had to hit him again inside the ring and get the pin. Yeah. So when I saw that, it it made my heart swell with pride to to see my my favorite wrestler right now, Otis. They recognize they got something special, and you know he's he's probably gonna start getting some victories, or at least there's the potential for him to do something in a in a singles capacity. Yeah. They recognize they have some talent there. At least at least the the recognition that. You know, you you've you've got some flexibility here. Like you've got a guy that obviously does well in tag matches, and and with his size, and you know, I think we saw his face. Maybe we understood why he started with tag matches because he's got to build up that stamina. Um, yeah. I mean, but, Roman Reigns had to do that too, so I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to judge him too harshly for that. Oh no no, and I, I'm just saying, you know, he did it. Like he he nailed it. And it's just yeah. obvious, you know. Like everybody has their limitations, and he's pushing past those. Um, and I think, like I said, you know, the good, the, the, the best thing here is that he is, he is getting this opportunity. They didn't blow it off. They took their time writing it, which means that Dozovich is important to them. Yeah. And I think, um, one good thing too is, um, you know, Vince will always say things like, you know, I, I can push you to the moon, but you, you got to do something. You got to win the yeah. crowd. And it really felt like, bef- you know, uh, obviously the champ is going to come out second, for introductions and Otis came out first and the crowd was just behind him from the get-go um it wasn't just you know like right um like positive applause for the good guy fighting Champa. it was we're excited for Dozovich yeah like chanting and clapping and stakes and weights and stuff like that so it it looks good it looks good for my hero yep and I, you know and we saw it too the the stakes and weights chant uh, when we went and saw NXT live, so I think, I think they're seeing that, and uh, yeah, uh, I uh, staying with NXT though. So this is a pretty horrible transition. Um, we excited for uh, Basler and uh, Sane at Women's Evolution for the title. I thought it's probably the writing was already on the wall, but uh, still, still pretty happy. It's going to be a pretty good match. And now you've got Basler making her first appearance on, uh, you know, the main event roster. And we all know, we all know what's coming next, uh, with Rousey. So be interesting, uh, see, I, I, what I think will just be a good end to that feud. I think Sane's going to keep holding that title and I think, uh, it'll give Bas- an opportunity. Basler. Whatever. You can say anybody's <laughs> name, however you want. It could be Basel, Basel, uh, Basler and Kyrie. Um, yeah, in the ring, it's, it's, it's magic. It's, it's two styles that clash, you know, one is um kind of more aggressive with you know stomping and submissions the other one is the high risk high reward high flyer um you know it's that classic david goliath matchup you know they have really good chemistry that's probably going to be the best match at evolution Woo! So, you oh, heard man. it here first Hot better take. than better than Woo! becky and charlotte three boom yeah because it'll be botch free uh, three four three yeah yeah, triple. Th- yeah, because the triple threat doesn't count. Well, okay. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what hap- who comes out of the May Young Classic. Because um, there's there's a couple matchups in there that I'm I'm kind of rubbing my hands together. Like, yeah, I want to see want to see EO fight. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go? Do you want to go into don't, the May Young? Don't give it away. Oh no. Um, <laughs> for uh, for NXT, there's one other thing I wanted to touch on because it was. Yeah. We we love to give Morrow props as often as possible because he's 
he's the best play-by-play guy. I I love Jim Ross. You know, he's got some of the you know the legendary calls, but man, yeah. I, like week to week, I love Morrow. Uh, there's a match this week. It was uh, uh, Street Profits versus the Mighty. Um, the Mighty is from Australia, um, and Morrow compared them. He, the line was, they're more dangerous than the Grafato starfish, which are destroying the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. <laughs> and I had to pause my TV because I can't believe the reference he just made. That was incredible. How, yeah. how did he how did he worm in a discussion on invasive species <laughs> in the wrestling? I love you, Maro. How did you do that? Um. So I, if if we can somehow just name this episode uh graffato starfish and tag morrow my life will have been complete and just morrow get a just a favorite Boop, just a little star because that, that nobody the uh, nigel and um oh bless his heart uh god what is his name matthew tyson why well, can't i think of his freaking name they just no sold it yeah <laughs> You can hear Matt frantically typing yep. in the background. Every time, every single time we talk about these announcers, I can never remember. You see, I no, this is going to be difficult. I'm going to have to go scrolling through Wikipedia now. Good job, Mike. Well, the problem <laughs> is they never use his name. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is what live... <laughs> recordings are all about it's about two buddies uh -oh. doing research they should have done before the show wait uh -huh. oh it's right on the tip of my tongue too uh percy watson percy watson yeah I see they never say per that's not our fault that's that, their fault i the only say, name even... i read that that didn't even like click in my head like i didn't even go oh right that no <laughs> not even a little bit like um, uh, <laughs> this is really throwing the show off the rails. I think we we need to change the subject. I know it was such a it was such a little tiny reference, but I think the only name they ever really say is Nigel. I can now. I mean, now that collectively we're saying it over they could all over, be I can, Nigel. I, can, yeah. I could picture Morrow saying Percy, but uh, I, I, I just I I I, I oh God, I I'm embarrassed. And I, I genuinely ashamed. like I genuinely like Percy too. Like he'll. I always, I'm always on his side. I think he does a good job of not being too over the top with like the baby yeah. face leaning. You know, he'd be like, "Oh man, the street profits just got screwed again!" Ah, like he really sounds disturbed by it, and he should be. They're always getting screwed. They lost again to the mighty, but that's because they're the Grafato starfish that are destroying the Great Barrier Reef. Oh no! See, on this show, we're talking about doing recurring segments. I think we're going to find either our favorite uh, Morrow quotes to start talking about, or we're just going to think of new invasive species that we're going to we're gonna tweet tomorrow to try and mention in the next broadcast of NXT. <laughs> well, he is he is friend of the show now, because he, he I, I sent him praise, and he retweeted us, so now he's our best friend. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're I don't in. know. We're in. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if the rest of the, we're in the circle. discussion yes. circle saw that happen, but yeah, we're, we're best friends now. It was pretty nice. Well, well as usual, we always get a little detour. Uh, B, 
But yeah, for NXT, I, I didn't want to get through that and not mention that incredible line. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's it's almost like there's a bet before the show. There's no, you know, I can put anything in this commentary. Really? Let's see you put Grafato Starfish in there. Oh, I got you, you son of a bitch. You know, and he just, <laughs> he put it in there. He wormed it in. Well, um, I, that's what I, I also took that opportunity to search for my favorite line, which was uh, when Champa was getting tossed around by Dozovich. He yeah. put it as getting tossed around like a toy boat in bathwater. <laughs> <Just, laughs> that was such a great line. <laughs> oh, Maro, bless your heart. It's the thing is, like, I I know exactly what he means. But yep. then, you know, if you really dissect that line, were you really picking up your toy boat and whipping it ac- around the tub? No, but, you know, we're <laughs> sloshing around, you know. <laughs> At first, I was like, yeah, toy boat I mean, and bathwater, 100%, I get it. And then, yeah. wait, wait, who's whipping that against the wall? Just, rah! I mean, you, I, I, I used to play Godzilla and be like, and then kind of like bob my toys and drown them and eat them and stuff and you know it's it's not that far i get it you know me and maro we we bathe in the same way you know <laughs> well we're having fun talking about uh nxt so let's bring it down a bit well, uh, well i mean we're, we're talking about the youth of uh wwe's uh, uh employees let's talk about old people because that's all WWE wants well, to do. Well, here's the thing. I want to ask you where you want to go, because I, I know after we talked NXT, I had my list here of what was next. All right. Which which old which old person are we going to take to task here? Because um, I see one, two, we have three different ones that I feel like I could complain about right now. Or at least, you know, uh, I'm not going to talk glowingly. Um, but, you know, whatever you wanted to touch on here first. Yeah. Uh, oh, one quick thing for NXT too. Oh like you know how they're you know how they're really good at uh, making you want to watch the next episode or watch the next segment. Yeah. Uh, the way Regal came out to do his detective work spiel, and then Undisputed Era came out, and then storyline wise, it made sense for Regal to kind of grind his teeth and be like, you know, I'm not putting up with these punks, and then he just set up. Yes, you guys, you know, either you have gold or you do deserve a rematch. And he set it up where in successive weeks, we're going to get Undisputed Era members fighting for championships on, on you know, the free show. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to give him credit. Just give him... This, this is how you book a wrestling show. This is why I make it a point every week to watch NXT. I want more like this. Um... But as far as, you know, transitioning into, like, main roster stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, you know, I feel like we, we, there might be a reason for it. But we, we should probably talk about Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels, right? I um, guess. <laughs> it was kind of... We're taking away kind of, that it was ring, just kind right? of a, It was a wrinkle. Um, you know, that, you know, we got this Triple H versus Undertaker at... Um, uh, the thunder from down under. What are they calling that? The, uh... <laughs> no, you got it. You nailed it. It's, <laughs> it's the super showdown. <laughs> it's the super showdown. And Shawn Michaels is going to be in Triple H's corner. Kane is going to be in The Undertaker's. And now we're hearing that Shawn is going to be in a tag match in Saudi Arabia. Shawn Michaels' in-ring retirement yep. is over. It's ending because of Saudi Arabia, a house show. 
Um, well, I will say we don't necessarily. I mean, you're probably uh, chances are you're right about the house show thing, but I, I am going to say at least with Super Showdown, we do know that whoever wins between Daniel Bryan and The Miz gets a WWE Championship uh, opportunity. So from that perspective, maybe they saw the success of the Greatest Royal Rumble, and I don't mean success in regards to the the uh, the level of pro wrestling. I mean, success in regards to all that money. Money. So maybe, maybe they are making the change to make these shows mean a little bit more because maybe we'll see a title change. Uh, maybe we'll see, or we have to see a winner between The Miz and Daniel Bryan, right? I guess not. Maybe. I guess it could just end. It could be a tie. DQ. Yeah. You know, it might be a it might be a tie. You know, like what you see in a Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. No, I just. I'm accepting that's actually what's going to happen. Hell in the Cells can have ties. Anything can have a tie. <laughs> just like the no DQ with AJ and Snow <sighs> Joe. They'll both just be knocked out. Oh, my Raffle God. Counter it, it, has as I... much, it has as much logic as the Shawn Michaels return for a house yeah. show. God! So that that's my only argument to the house show thing. Maybe they're making a change. But, um, you know, these... these this is the show too. I don't know if you heard about this, but um, uh, the people of Saudi Arabia, or just one individual, I, I got to go back and read this story. But um, the offer to the WWE of twenty million dollars to have The Rock be uh, the uni- Universal Champion the next time they come to Saudi Arabia. Oh my God! Which, if I was The Rock, the first thing I'd say is, "Where's my twenty million? Yeah, <laughs> he's not cheap. He's not a cheap get. Um, but I mean, that's what we're looking at now. How much money did they pay? I mean, obviously HBK is not getting paid peanuts to do this. Uh, but you know, how much? How much did the WWE get paid? How much convincing did they need to do with HBK? You know, like for this all to happen. Um, so now what we that... need to do is we need to figure out a way to promote the crap. Out of Otis Dozovich in Saudi Arabia. Because if then, if they're willing to put $50 million to see him be universal <laughs> champion. Yeah. We got it. We we just need to become, like, this show needs to be huge in Saudi Arabia. Because then they'll just, they'll, half, so they listen to an hour and a half show, right? Yes. 45 minutes of that is always about Otis Dozovich. <laughs> so that'll, yeah, every that'll week be. week without fail. Yeah, that'll be the only wrestler they they really know outside of John Cena and Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker is Otis Dozovich. Um, You know, I I don't think he'll be a great representation for uh, the people of Saudi Arabia, but he'll be the only guy they know. So he'll he'll knock it out of the park. Um, So let's let's kind of I want to figure something out real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we actually have a point for bringing this up. So here, here's my. We're talking about Sean coming back, and it's yes. kind of it's, it's not it's not quite getting the notoriety that it should be. Uh, you know, we in the show notes we we're talking about Daniel Bryan, you know, was coming back, and he got months of promos and vignettes, and they, you know, they really built it up like, man, this is going to be the coolest thing you've ever seen. You know, and yeah. then he had his big return at WrestleMania, and we were all so excited. You know, we thought this was the end of our hero, and he's he's back. He's back. He's in the ring. He's fighting the mid or, uh, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. 
Just yeah. somebody. It doesn't matter. He's back. This is real. Right, right, right. So now, arguably, the greatest wrestler ever. Um, if you ask one of the greats, if you ask any wrestler, you know, who's your dream match? It's either I want to fight The Undertaker or I wanted to fight Shawn Michaels because he's the best in-ring storyteller. We just, you know, we said, well, that's, you know, it stinks. You know, we have video games to see AJ Styles versus Shawn. And now Shawn's coming back. And it's not being talked about. Uh, I guess what I'm curious yeah. of is, because I'm, I'm seeing potentially, maybe it's maybe maybe it's an actual positive from WWE. Um, maybe they don't want to oversell this goofy Saudi Arabia thing. But maybe they don't want that to overshadow like the women's evolution. Um, it's that's a tiny possibility because honestly, of these three events, um, the Thunder from Down Under, <laughs> Evolution, <laughs> yeah. and the Crown uh, Crown Fools, because all they do is have the men fight. Um, the only thing I really know is being promoted really strongly is Triple H versus Undertaker. That is overshadowing Shawn Michaels' return. It's overshadowing a, the first women's pay-per-view ever. And it's I, overshadowing Shawn Michaels' return. I... <laughs> Wait, you just said the same thing twice. I um, said it by design. Here's that was by design. I, I'm going to say it's not official yet to their storyline. Um, so something's got to happen. They have to give you a reason to watch Super Showdown before they just tell you, well, the real show is in... You know, that's coming next month. So, you know, if you really want to see Shawn Michaels fight, <laughs> tune in at Crown Jewel. Like, that would be, I don't do you know. Think it, do you think it's just too early then? Yeah. Like, I mean, let's go back to Daniel Bryan. Um, his thing was, I'm, you know, I'm the GM of SmackDown, and they had an inkling that he was uh, going to get cleared probably uh, the fall before WrestleMania. Um, yeah. That's when those stories first started coming out. That's when I made my little bold prediction. Um, so I, I think what you're saying, the buildup is is just in regards to having a, a half of a storyline built up. So you know, if Daniel Bryan's able to come back, they've they've got something ready to go for him at WrestleMania. And for Shawn Michaels, all they have is one promo with the undertaker where he hinted that you know you want to come back in this ring and fight and you want you would have preferred the entire summer that they built it up is that i get you know you're right it's probably just the timing of it because we got to wait for you know one no, domino no. To, one domino not, to fall before i'm not trying can... to no sell your you know like i know what you mean i just i, I think we're dissecting it to figure out like what what is the end game here you know, is it is it just this one match? Because then, yeah, how do you not build this up for months if it's a Shawn Michaels match? You know that uh, Meltzer's reporting. I think it's maybe he's not reporting Survivor Series, but somebody is. Um, you know, you're you're talking the return of Shawn Michaels in a singles match. Why isn't this being built up more? Maybe it's because we're getting more. Uh, you know, we're getting more than just the one match, more than just uh, the two matches that are being rumored right now. Maybe we're getting more matches into WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they it's... still they don't they they the Undertaker matches aren't that great anymore. They got to fill out those cards with something to ensure that they're selling out 
these hundred thousand dollar dollar seating jesus hundred thousand seat uh stadiums and you know things like that they want to keep breaking records yeah and you're just you know it's it just you can't just keep trotting out the undertaker to have a meaningless match every year you know maybe maybe they're figuring that out and they got to do something really special on the next one so maybe hbk maybe he takes a you know a gm sort of role on raw or smackdown and then he gets in a bed i'm just i'm just spitballing here now i i I really have we have nothing to point to that really what would what would make sense here is that the undertaker wants his final match to be at survivor series why that's where he got started right exactly so who does he want to have his final match with just like Shawn michaels got to pick with uh the undertaker undertaker maybe maybe he wants sean and then this is their best way to build it up is to take advantage of these shows that will have uh a ton of revenue behind it uh they can afford to bring sean back because of it and um yeah then then you get you get something that's almost poetic for the undertaker and it's it it, it's it's something too that takes away that decision making of who's good enough to end the undertaker's career yeah, uh, and you don't have to worry about that anymore because it'll be the guy that had the best match with the Undertaker ever. All right, here's be what Sean. we're gonna do. All right, Sean, I'm gonna retire you, but then you're gonna unretire, and then you're <laughs> gonna retire me, but then I'm gonna unretire and re-retire you. Now, anybody confused by that? That was actually a recording from 1992. Between the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, yeah, yeah, it just happened to sound like Mike, but that was actually Undertaker talking to Shawn Michaels. That was that was uh, that was really interesting. I'm surprised we found that. We got that emailed to us. Uh, yeah, we really called through email. the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we get a lot of uh, you know uh, tips, anonymous tips, um, a lot of anonymous tracks, and this this one just happened to oh we'll give this a shot, you know. Yeah. Um, that's uh that's how we got to this point here um i mean so what do you what do you think about that though so we're talking Shawn michaels is is definitely coming back to fight is it more about you know uh are they respecting evolution or is there more for Shawn michaels is it timing and then uh you know uh, is is it really just undertaker I guess, you know wanted... i guess it's i guess it's it's the timing right we got to finish yeah. thunder from down under first but I guess for me the biggest issue is it's disappointment. Like I know these guys have, you know, families to feed and, you know, it's hard to turn down those paychecks, but Yeah. Man, we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to that, that great retirement match. You know, it was back to back WrestleMania's with Undertaker and Sean and Yeah. We're gonna say goodbye to that for a paycheck from the socially um uh uh politically um like antiquated uh like government um hierarchy that yeah. saudi arabia has built we're gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna say you know screw it we're gonna get a big paycheck from saudi arabia so not only are we gonna have a big show there with the greatest royal rumble and all of our women's wrestlers were you know tweeting at the time what a joke this was and now we're going to do it again, but this time we're going to bring back Shawn Michaels. 
Well, when for we... that. It's it's just I get I get it's a business, and I think this is just kind of a disappointment because it's a reminder that it's a business. Yeah, and especially like with uh, Stephanie McMahon coming out this week and saying our business is so successful because we revolve around listening to our fans. And I feel like every Monday, every Monday night, every Tuesday night, definitely once once a month on a Sunday, at least once a month on a Sunday, all I read on Twitter is how horrible the writing is, how mad everybody is. <laughs> These decisions just with creative and storyline, that's all you absorb. And then on top of that, now you've got these social issues that they're going in the wrong direction on. Well, oh, you know what? You know what they did you hear what they made Corey Graves say too? Uh no, what was that? Uh he talked about how progressive the country's becoming. It's like no <sighs> it's not. Yeah, like it's an entirely uh, male card, man. The political climate <laughs> especially this week. Just maybe not <laughs> just maybe not force Corey to have to say that. You know? He's he's a smart guy. There's no way he believed that. He's like, you know, with a white male like Kavanaugh, and you just really believe how progressive this country is becoming. Um, that really sucks that they made him say that. There's no way he believes that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and I, I felt silly, too, because I wrote articles about how progressive uh, the wrestling world is becoming. And then when you take a step back and you realize that, no, it's all a facade, it, it just it's really disheartening. I mean, anywhere in the entertainment world right now is a complete joke. Um, any progressive choices, are they're all just PR decisions. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, it's great yeah. that uh, things are becoming more diversified. But if you're looking at any of these film uh, production companies and going, wow, what a great decision by them. They're not making that decision out of the kindness of their heart. or Yeah, they're not know, being oh, proactive. They're being reactive. Yeah. It, and it's it's something, too, that, uh, you know, there's some other podcasts out there that uh, I do listen to. One of them is uh, The Business, and they, they talk about it all the time, that these decisions have to be made at this point. And it, it, I'm not going to argue that. But they're, and even the people that are involved in the decision-making, the people that are getting these new opportunities, they even say it. They recognize the fact that this... This is well beyond, like, you know, picking the right person for the job, and now it's they've gone so far in one direction that it needs to be evened out. And needs is the right word. It does need to be evened out. But damn, is it disheartening, like, to know that none of this really does make a difference to anybody. You know, like, th we're not seeing the, the Grinch, you know, the melting heart, or the heart growing in uh, three sizes. You know, that... that that's that's not what's going on it, it's just you know what it really makes you know uh it kind of makes me think too about uh like ronda rousey you know like yeah. you know the term trailblazer you know it gets you know kind of overused and oversaturated yeah. and it loses its meaning but the women's revolution it really kind of got a kickstart when people are like whoa this girl kicks other girls asses in like 10 seconds yeah. Uh, she's breaking their arms, knocking them out, and that made people want to pay attention to UFC and, you know, women in particular. Um, I'm just... I wonder where we'd be if that hadn't happened. You know what I mean? That kind of kick-started it. Like, that's, they were like, oh, there's dollar signs to see women actually fight. You know, and that's when the women right. actually got a chance 
you know, at NXT and WWE and you know, obviously at UFC, it built an entire division to accommodate Ronda, you know, and now they have all the different, you know, uh, weight classes and things like that. But yeah, holy mackerel. Uh, I, I don't know where we'd be if, they, if it wasn't somebody, you know, that exciting and marketable. Um, Wait, that I mean that that idea too is twofold because you've also got you know then all the people that give Rhonda a, a hard time have to realize that she's she was the person who made made these uh, I don't know making the ground move at least is how I want to put that oh sorry I'm burping again um, but then yeah I, I mean you look at it, it's just another reactionary decision as you put it it's it's just well, we, we, we have to do this now because now it's getting coverage on ESPN. <laughs> it's like, yeah. all right, uh, get out there, Sasha Banks. And then, uh, you know, once we... <laughs> well, here's here's my hope. I, I know yeah. we're disappointed. Um, yeah, we are we are really bogging down this that show. We're, like, that, we're, that we're rewarding Saudi Arabia um, because yeah. they're willing to pay a lot with, you know, they get the return of Shawn Michaels. Um, I'd say one thing that's kind of tough that I'm really excited about, we weren't sure if it was going to happen, is they announced that, um, you know, as far as another old guy coming back, uh, Batista. Yeah. They announced that for SmackDown, episode 1000. Um, the The stable, um, the faction evolution. Uh, <laughs> Ric Flair, Triple H, Randy Orton, and of course, Dave Bautista will be getting in the ring together. How did um, they get Ric Flair? um open bar i I don't know (laughs) um uh Uh, rick we don't have a car to drive you home so i guess we'll just bring you out (laughs) uh, (laughs) that's great yes i tell you i tell you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's more like (laughs) um sorry we're being really mean to a guy who's having problems (laughs) yeah um yeah, no, it's good news. Uh, Batista was tweeting about it. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, uh, it got it got a lot of retweets and likes that he hadn't even been invited yet. Um, I kind of said in my head, like, it's SmackDown one thousand. Like, they're not planning this months in advance, so I don't, I don't think that was that. I, I don't I don't know if it was. Oh, look at all these likes and retweets that <laughs> Batista got for <laughs> tweeting out. I haven't been invited yet. Like. We'll we'll invite them the week before. We're fine. Right. (laughs) Nobody tunes into this anyway. We're only looking for another bump of a point one (laughs) on the rating scale. It's you know. uh, I I am happy that he's gonna be there though. Me too. Um, Because he you know he keeps talking you know uh, about how excited he would be to get back in the ring. Seems like a guy who's really passionate about the the business. So yeah. I, I chalk that up to the same decision-making that the WWE has. He's just keeping his... He's not burning bridges. That's... Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm being... It, we just... Uh, for me, I try to look at it from both sides. Like, it's it's not like everybody, you know, the individual's good and the businesses are bad. I, I would do the same thing. I would... Yeah. I would definitely say, oh, yeah, the WWE is where I was at my happiest. Can't wait to go back. <laughs> <laughs> While he's making making millions of dollars, uh, doing awesome movies, uh, you got the list here with Guardians. I think Batista, he wants a little bit of that Saudi Arabian gold. Mm. <laughs> That's true. He might. <laughs> we 
We don't know how they feel about him, though. It seems right now they're huge fans of The Rock and uh, Shawn Michaels, so maybe in another uh, 10 years, Batiste will be invited to do a match in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, well, here's the only question I had. If, if he does come back, Matt, um, in his first return, when he, uh, you know, under the Royal Rumble and... You know, he won over Daniel Bryan, and he got booed, and, you know, he became Boo-Tista, and then he put on blue gear, and then he became Blue-Tista, and yeah. uh, he got hell from the fans, and they're slowly tar- starting to turn him heel because he rejoined Evolution. That was at 2013, I believe. Yeah, something um, like that. He did get the WrestleMania main event, um, but uh, it was a nightmare, booking-wise. Um yeah, and I, here's know, my nobody, question because they they tried to babyface him, but you can't out babyface Daniel Bryan. That was that was a mistake. Yeah. So here's my question: If he does return, would you book him as a he, uh, a heel or a face? Because we saw it happen when he was a face last time. However, I gotta feel that he's he has probably won over a lot of of the Smarks or people like us because of you know the performances he's done in Guardians of the Galaxy or the Blade Runner movie or, uh, you know, he's in James Bond now um, or how he's been outspoken against Disney. Uh, Not a lot of people have the balls to do that. So I feel like he'd kind of get a hero's welcome um, if he he did get back in the ring. So with that said, would you make him a, a baby face or a heel? And potentially, Matt, hot tag, who'd you have him feud with? So I do want to. I was gonna point out. Um, you know, don't forget part of the reason we were all mad at Batista is because he was super rusty, and they were throwing him right in the main event. And even like the spear looked really bad. Even his clotheslines looked really bad. His punches looked really bad. So he wasn't the Batista of old. And and Dave, if you're listening, I love you to death. Um, you, you know he. It's such a great character. I, I like the the you know powerful scary. Um, side um but i i just uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't just you know it was uh the, the cherry on top was was definitely the booking that was like okay you can't have him beat daniel bryan uh but then he was also you know he just didn't look that great it didn't look like he trained a ton or at least his timing never really did sync up that being said you don't put him in uh the title picture he can be a face um and then uh i i think I think that's fine. It just if they're if they're reading everything right, if they're reading the cards the way that they're put in front of them, which is you know the 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 tarot card of the WWE fan, um, if they're reading those properly, it's not an issue. You just can't expect him to take out you know or or he's not even take he didn't even take out Daniel Bryan, but he's he's in the spotlight that should have been Daniel Bryan's, and it just was bad timing and poor poor choice uh poor choice for uh the victor yeah uh that being said it really depends on where you put him but i think ultimately they still want to have him come out and be the face because i I mean that also depends on what batista feels at the time you know maybe he feels sore towards the wwe universe for his last run um i don't think he does i don't think he cares that much i think i mean not not in a negative i don't care about you guys i think he's just he's in a he's in a place right now like as you mentioned with disney he's just he's him he's happy to do what he wants to do so if he came back he didn't feel like being a face i think he'd make that request um but the answer to the question 
would be I think they go face and then maybe tweak it again if if need be. I don't I don't I don't know if they take a guy that is now this famous that you know you, you, now when you see the movie poster it's just Dave Bautista and you know exactly who it is and he's made a name for himself uh even though he's coming from wrestling I I still you know I think he even has a better uh route going right now than The Rock where I think more people are recognizing him from Guardians than anything else and he's gonna build a career off that um okay so you also asked who is he gonna feud with yeah um I gotta imagine, uh, like, like a nice easy route would be to try and do Randy Orton and Batista again. And why is that? It's because, like, right now where Randy's at, he, I, I really like the Randy Jeff Hardy thing because then he wasn't really hurting anybody that, um, you know, was was trying to make their way up the card. Uh, right. Jeff Jeff could lose a million times, and that's where a Batista Randy Orton feud works. Um, I know we have, you know, Ty Dillinger now seems to be, uh, the new victim for Randy. So I don't know, I don't know if we're just doing a super Barry here of Ty and just, then we'll release him right. <laughs> or, or if Ty's actually going to get the upper hand, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but that, that's the choice you got to make with Batista. You got to find, uh, you know, the, the, the guy that is Teflon, as we like to put when we first started this show uh, the guy that can lose or win, it, d- it doesn't matter. Uh, their career's already built. You just don't want Batista going in on, you know, uh, a, a feud of, of anybody coming up from NXT. You don't want to see him getting involved with, like, you know, by the time he's in there, uh, you know, Undisputed Era. You don't want to see that, I don't think. I don't think you want to see Evolution versus uh, the Undisputed Era. But, you know, that, uh, it's... I it's think, just, I don't know, it's so... I, I want to give you one name, and I just want to see what sound effect you make, okay? What if... I know it's it'd be convoluted because of what's happening now, but it's a little bit like, you know, we had to do a little, uh, f- little financial footwork here uh, to, you know, get Gargano, you know, away from Champo temporarily, right? Yeah. Obviously, the feud is Gargano and Champo, right? Just getting you in that realm. It's not Johnny, don't worry. But we got him away from the big feud. Okay, what mm-hmm. if, in a similar vein, we could get Daniel Bryan a little away from the Miz, and we get a little, little, little heel turn from Batista, and he officially power bombs Daniel Bryan. That would be money. Boom! You heard it here, Matt. You sound um, you sound incredibly whelmed right now. Oh right, let me. You want? <laughs> was that the was that the right sound effect? You that's sound new, whelmed. That's not overwhelmed. Dead yeah. silence. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the the copyright of the brothers of discussion. <laughs> Stunned silence. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, that's that's cool. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I. I want him to come um, out in his Drax gear. Yeah. So that. I guess that that just goes against like what I wanted or like what I was thinking was. How about he comes out in his Drax gear against Finn Balor in his demon gear? Ooh. Ooh. But There's that a goes hot no. That's still that's still a guy who hasn't been <laughs> pushed to the top. I think. Uh, why don't you just have him fight Roman Reigns? You know that's. Ooh. Yeah. There you go. Roman yeah. can lose to Batista, and Batista can lose to Roman. It's perfect. Perfect. 
I, um, I I think there's gonna be some crazy Rock versus Roman coming up though. I'm I'm just putting that out there. Oh no! I, I hope don't... this is one of your Big E predictions. I don't want this one to come true. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm going off topic here, but I I just like with Batista. I I don't even expect him to come back. So I, that's why it's tough for me to to even make a like a bold prediction. I mean, yeah, yeah uh, you know. What would I want to see? I think a guy that can handle the size of Batista and is also fantastic on the mic. I mean, it, it would be great. Just or fantastic. Daniel Bryan. Oh, go ahead. yeah, that's what. I, yeah, Miz. When I had my child and Bree. Hey, he's got a lot of passion, right? He's got heart. <laughs> Shut up over there. All right, here's my pick: is Samoa Joe. That would be Ooh, a fucking wow. awesome. That would be two strong guys that can actually lift each other. That would be fun to watch them fight, and then Samoa Joe would sell the crap out of that match. Uh, that's a guy who sounds passionate, no matter what his line is. Is uh, I can't Samoa wait Joe. for him to learn uh, Batista's wife's name. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't do love even, hearing Wendy. Uh, Wendy. Wendy! It's too bad he wasn't just like on AJ Styles' lawn, just <laughs> outside with a sign. Wendy! Holding up like a, an old boombox? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just said a jukebox. Oh my god. Oh my god. How strong is Samoa <laughs> Joe? Jesus, yeah. man. No, Mike, I'm telling you, he is so super strong. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, fun fact uh, yeah. Batista's wife's name is Sarah. Sarah! Not Wendy anymore! Sarah! Well, uh, Women's Evolution 2019 needs a match. Sarah yes, versus Wendy. <laughs> Sarah. Uh, Sarah. All right, is there anything else fun to talk about? Yes. Uh, it actually still involves Evolution. It's just a quick one. Um, I'm just pumped because Ty Dillinger and Randy Orton are going to feud, which, yeah. you know, at first you're kind of like, eh, but after Randy's kind of been this evil, uh, murderous psychopath, you're a psychopath. I know, I um, like how you said psychopath. You said psychopath, <laughs> just like Batman. <laughs> Maybe I am Batman. Um, Maybe I am a psychopath. Psychopaths like you. Go ahead. You know, you know what? Randy Orton, you're a loon. <laughs> you're a loon on a lake going, loo loo loo. <laughs> That should be Randy's new gear. He should have a loon on his butt. Uh, no, oh, my God. <laughs> After he uh, he he pulled... Well, first he, he washed Jeff Hardy's face, which, thank you. Um, should have taken his contacts out and put him in a little you know, like glass of water next to Jeff while he was on the table. Um, and then he, uh, he hurt Jeff really badly, right? Yes. Uh, and then he... Uh, also pulled his, his little, his little ears, right? He's got yeah. his little piercings, his little, uh, his little hipster holes. Uh, Randy <laughs> put a bunch of, you know, hardware supplies in his holes and was jerking them around. Um, Orton's a bad man. And I, I think this is as interesting he's been since, uh, I kind of liked his little tag team run with Bray. It could have been better, but it, it made me go, you know, I, I'll tune in. I want to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, I'm just going for Dillinger because he hasn't been on TV with an actual feud, and I, I, I couldn't tell you. 
I couldn't tell you. I, I couldn't tell you one feud he actually had. He's He had matches, um, but I hope that he actually gets a program with Randy Orton, and Orton can kind of do the, the Champa treatment to Ty and get us interested in it, in him as a babyface. Well, I was going to say, Ty, Ty's job was uh, with R-Truth, and then he just got replaced by Carmella, so it's not, <laughs> doesn't bode well. Damn it. <laughs> he couldn't do that right. Uh, so they colored Carmella's hair so that she looked more like Ty, and now uh, she's with our truth. Um, no, it's. Uh, I, I was going to say, you know why you liked Randy and Bray Wyatt? Because it was Randy Orton doing something very different from what he usually does, and he did it with, you know, some... Gusto. Yeah, like, he was actually happy to do it you know like he he went full bore into it that's that's one of my favorite phrases to use on the show and i'm self-conscious of it but he he jumped right in you know like he he didn't it it was almost like uh you'd expect him to kind of i don't know uh if you listen to other wrestling podcasts sometimes people try not to get too excited because oh i'm gonna sound like a doofus and and that's what you expect from randy is you expect him to kind of like be in this but then kind of make a weird face and just you know shrug off bray and his his antics but instead he was all about it and he would slide around the ring like a like a snake and kind of you know then they'd have their little um their their uh picture pose together and it was adorable yeah i I just it 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 was fun to see randy do something like that and i just uh, thought of a i just thought of a great idea real quick yeah i don't want to forget it so that's why i'm gonna jump in you remember in, because uh, we're calling him a psychopath. You remember American Psycho when Christian Bale, uh, he had that, that whole beauty regimen and he would put that thin layer of product on his face and then, uh, oh, what's the word for it? Uh, what's that phrase when you uh, exfoliate? He would exfoliate with that thin layer of product. Yeah. How cool would it be if the Viper, Randy Orton, like shed his skin before every match? Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you just stopped my conversation to say that. What the fuck? Tell me that's not a good idea. If every right. match, you know, some wrestlers come out in masks or Here, face me... paint. Randy's got exfoliating and he just. Let me do. I'm going to do. And then the... he eats a live rat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the character I just talked about and not be the guy. That's just like, oh, come on, Mike. That's not cool. That's All not right, cool. Ready? All right. Now I'm just going to pretend you just told that. And then I'm going to go, whoa, really? His whole skin? Or just his face? His whole I... body. Oh, man. Wait. His whole body? Yeah. So oh, what do we do? yeah. You know, like, he tosses um... it into the crowd? Yeah. Oh, great. And then, right. and then they could just make a t-shirt of Randy Orton, but it's just skin colored. Yeah. And everybody takes it off when they're watching yeah. wrestling. See, you're you getting throw it. Throw it at the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Remember uh, MVPs to come out in that big inflatable? Remember? Oh, so yeah. what we do for Randy is we set up like a terrarium with like fake plants and like a little <laughs> bowl of water for him. Yeah. And some mice. And then he... <laughs> and he's just he's wriggling around <laughs> on the ground. He's just sliding around. He's laying it under the heat lamp. Nope. And then... When the bell rings, he sheds his skin, he exfoliates, and he slithers all the way down the ramp. It ta- yeah. It's like an Undertaker entrance, right? Yeah. It takes him like half an hour to get down there. <laughs> well, it takes him a half hour because now he's actually a snake, and he doesn't know where he's supposed to go. <laughs> like, he's just <laughs> snaking around on the ground. You know how hard it is to slither? Oh, my God. 
Now, you've seen these people that can you do, imagine like, these him, can, you, can you imagine surgeries? him doing that entrance at WrestleMania? Where he's going to yeah. go half a mile slithering down the ramp? <laughs> well, uh, Mike, I think... I, I don't know about you, but this sounds like you just applied for a WWE creative position. Uh, um, I'd like to endorse you. Uh, I, I think uh, you're doing better work than uh, the... I think I could definitely son. work for uh, Russo in the uh, attitude. You know, I, attitude, Stone Cold, yeah. I had a great idea. I was going to turn Stone Cold into an actual rattlesnake. I was going <laughs> to have him walk to the ring with maracas, and he would bite his victims to death. <laughs> and then Vince McMahon, in his delusion, said I couldn't make the rattlesnake a real rattlesnake. So here we are. And now we got AJ Styles. Terrible. You know, fun fact, that was actually when Vince suggested that to Stone Cold, that was the first time Stone Cold ever said what. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> fun fact, yep. Fact of the show, yep. Oh, man. Gross. Some, at some point when you were when we were doing this, ew, I had an eye bogey all over my face. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It just, like, appeared in the middle of my face, and I felt it. Anyways... Um, I don't know. Do we do we take this Randy Orton thing and transition into another Vince Russo idea? I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm really geeked about this. I really want to send in a submission for WWE Creative. I think this is a great exfoliating idea. Why? Um, why and don't so is Stone have... Cold with the maracas. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know how, like, major news publications, you can send in, like, I heard this story, or, you know, and they have, like, piles of stuff. Like, just... This is someone mailed in, like, I heard that there was a crazy person, you know, on, on 21st Street in Manhattan that does this. And he, you know, he eats people. I think you guys should go check it out. That's probably more for the police, but, you know, something along that line. Um, and, and, and these major news publications will go through this and decide whether or not they write, want to write a story. Why doesn't the WWE have a fan submission for storylines? Granted, they don't have to look at every single one. But it'll make their job a heck of a lot easier. It's a fantastic PR move. And the worst case scenario is that they can, you know, go, well, it was your idea, I, you I idiot. Think, I think maybe why they haven't done that is Reddit already exists. And they've seen all of our awful fantasy book game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they don't get to turn it into a PR move. I think Otis Dozovich should have all the title belts and he should work on all the shows at the same time. Signed. Love. Otis Lovo 69. Also Clay. known as Mike. <laughs> Michael <Clay. laughs> Otis Lover 69. I think they get their fill of fantasy booking. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, well, okay. So Randy is a snake now. Uh, he's he's, he's an actual do- snake. Yes. I think he's at least selling the importance of, uh, or not the importance, but uh, just this uh, character of Ty Dillinger in the Perfect Ten. Uh, the fact that it makes him angry and he's recognizing it kind of goes along the same lines where I was saying if, if Champa tweets out waste of time, he's actually recognizing the fact that Dozovich exists. So now that Randy's recognizing that Ty Dillinger exists, I think that helps his character. It just all depends on where the wins go. If the wins end up in randy's favor uh if this goes on for a few different matches uh that's the end of ty dillinger <laughs> if yeah. you know i i think even a two to one 
Um, yeah. I think Ty would have to come out on top on a two to one. Uh, if it's you know one match, yeah, I I don't know. Ty's got to win it, or that's the end of Ty Dillinger. And and honestly, you know what? We've complained for a while. There's way too many wrestlers on this roster. <clears throat> I am not trying to be mean. Okay, but if someone's got to go. I'm not necessarily going to miss Ty Dillinger. I could not tell you a single match of the year candidate he's ever had. He's just kind of fun to chant 10 to. Like, I, I'm cool with it. I, I just, you know, I, am I am I wrong? Am I Should everybody have yes. a job? Yes, absolutely wrong. Yes. Everybody deserves a job. Okay, I, I forgot everyone. about that. As I you said, get a job. I'm you get a job. We all get a job. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, speaking of someone that um, is not only in danger of losing their job, but she's trying to end everybody else's. Oh no! We're going to talk about it, Mike. We can't not talk about it. We'll, We're hitting we'll an make hour it a short here. segment. Yeah, make it kind of short. Oh my god! Uh, this here's is what one I'll of say. the most I know, important I know where you're stories. Going. We're going to Brie Bella, uh, trying to kill poor Liv Morgan. Um, but it was just a timing thing. I. I'm going to defer to the people who've been in the ring and, you know, people like Tez, you know, uh, I was in the ring, you know, I was a WWE superstar and then I was a commentator. I was really good at everything. You know, I'm the man, you know, um, I fought Kurt Angle, you know, in the match. Uh, and he basically just said, yeah, it's kind of on both, both women's fault. It looked like a timing issue. The weird thing was how she still did a suplex spot later in the match, uh, Liv Morgan after, uh, taking a kick right to the coconut. Yeah. Um, so, I, that's the weird thing. I don't know why they still made her do the spot, but well, if the wrestlers who actually take bumps and actually perform are gonna be like, eh, you know, it's a timing thing. Both ladies kind of, you know, can take a little bit of the credit. Nah, eh, I I can't get I can't get too upset if the actual wrestlers are like it happens. I get it, like. My, my problem, and I think the people that are on my side, like, this feels like a political argument, because nobody thinks that Brie Bella, like, did this on purpose. Like, nobody needs to hear that it was an accident. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna, I, and I, I do apologize, because it sounds like I'm attacking you. I'm not. The problem here... I feel here, attacked. The problem here okay, cool. is that this isn't the first botch since she returned that en- endangered someone else's safety and health. Yeah. And it's not even the only one in that match. When she elbowed, uh, oh my God, uh, <laughs> Ruby Riot. I was gonna say Nikki Cross. She elbows Ruby Riot right in the head, and you can see Ruby like, "What the fuck? Like you just kicked Liv Morgan in the head, and yeah. now you just elbowed me in the head." Yeah. Like, I, I, I get it. I, like, she's. She's definitely not 100% to blame here, but there's definitely a pattern building up. I mean, if I, think... if I did bad work uh, at my former job and it was just week after week, I mean, at some point you got to go, all right, she's not good on the mic. Like, this is this is just strictly performance. She's not good on the mic. She doesn't have, like, impressive moves. The hardcore fans are not behind her, and they don't really give her even a pass for being Daniel Bryan's wife. Like, think about... Daniel Bryan's wife doesn't get a free pass. Right. What? Like, you have to be... You have to be pretty bad. And on top of that, uh, like... Now it's these botches, and 
missed jumps, mistimed kicks, mistimed elbows to the head. I All think... of these accidents pile yeah. up. I think it's it's time to say enough's enough. Yeah, I think what they're trying to do is let's try to get through the women's evolution and then, you know, put her back on the bench because, you know, we yeah. have a lot of capable women who can <laughs> wrestle and wrestle cleanly and not hurt people. Um, right. I mean, like, the Bellas are in... They have like their mis- spot. Like, like, like on reality happen. TV. Mistakes happen, right? But, right. Like, think about Ryback. He just... He got a reputation as somebody who hurts people, right? And now he's not even in the company anymore. Um yeah. So I get Taz coming out, you know, and saying, you know, it's, you know, both ladies, it's a timing thing, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I I think if, I don't know how you can keep looking at it week to week and we keep giving, you know, our roster concussions just so we can get, you know, a storyline completed. It's, I, I just hope we don't have to cringe through much more of this. I, I, I We need the evolution to, to happen, the, the pay-per-view now. I don't stop giving her these yeah. these spots she's I, she's rusty I, I i don't know i, I, I get know. where you're coming from i get where taz is coming from i i i kind of lean more towards you what your what your opinion is you know we need to maybe give the spotlight to people who aren't hurting other people in the ring or hurting yeah. themselves yeah um that's the other thing too like she has almost broken her own neck in the last three weeks yep with that uh is it the suicina is that yeah. the one? Yeah. Yeah. Does the Suicina barely? Uh, actually, the there. technical term, if you hear Michael Cole, is it's a dive. Oh, the dive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man, am I dumb? Yeah. Does the patented Michael Cole dive, <laughs> and oh, like does it just barely grazes with her fingertips the wrestler she's jumping at, and then the rest of her body is landing head and neck first into the ground, like that's a little better because she's not putting another wrestler in danger, but. Is I don't want her to get hurt. Like I, I'm not saying that as, <laughs> I'm not saying oh good she's gonna get hurt. I don't want her to get hurt. I don't want someone else to get hurt. These matches are gonna suffer because now they're gonna say all right we absolutely can't have Bree hurt someone again. So we need to really pull back. Yeah. Wh- huh? That's gonna be the entertainment we get is a, a shitty match so that Bree can stay on TV. I just I, I'm. I don't think there's anybody out there that's a, a hardcore fan that was saying, when are the Bellas coming back? And I'm not trying to like sound like the smart guy by, by putting myself in that boat. I just, I, I, nobody begs for this. Um, it, I, I think we're, I think we're one more botch away from saying this is definitely dangerous. Right. Um, yeah. How many more are we going to make, you know, right. excuses for? Um, but I, I think you're right now, now that I, now that we've, exhausted this there isn't really too much else to say um but you know i I, I will say this it is it is kind of um at least for the decision that i would like it bodes well that uh ruby riot and sarah logan were apparently very cross with the bellas Liv morgan was you know saying hey it was both our faults i'm 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 just you know, I'm happy I'm okay. And she said that while she was concussed, which I think is, you know, not that great. Yeah, how credible um, is that testimony? I mean, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at least, you know, like, you shouldn't have these wrestlers angry at each other. Um, and they're probably not just angry at Brie because the other problem here. And you know what? I wrote an article about this. The other problem that we're all forgetting is that 
the WWE didn't stop this match. Uh, there's a referee that could stop it, even though he has everybody at Gorilla in his ear. He still could have stopped this match. There's a medical team that could have stopped this match. And then, of course, there's everybody in Gorilla that saw a human being get kicked in the head once, knocked out, kicked in the head a second time while she's knocked out. And that's on live TV. I, I don't care if it's a PR move. You, you, you probably should have ended that match right there just to say, you know what? Their safety is priority number one. End the mm-hmm. match. You know, write a better story. You gotta be. You, you have a. You have people you pay to be creative. Do something right. else. Don't. I mean, then you've got a concussed Liv Morgan jumping back in the ring because she's not completely with it, so that they can do the stupid suplex that we've seen a million times. I I, I saw some people type up uh, the article from Forbes. That would have been really impressive if she wasn't concussed. No, right. it wouldn't have been really impressive. It's it's a suplex. I'm sorry. That move did not need to happen. It, it wasn't that great. And the poor girl has it in her head that that absolutely had to happen. Her team absolutely had to, you know, take that suplex because they were going to get the win. And God forbid the Bellas look weak. I, I just... Right. I, it's poor decision-making uh, on the WWE's part. So to go along with Taz and Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> yeah. Like, right, it's not all on Brie Bella. A lot of this could have just been prevented and we wouldn't even be talking about it if the WWE had just put up you have the you have the rule. You have the rule X. X means stop the match because someone's hurt. Just do it. Do it. Why do you have that rule if you don't even do it? Ah. Yeah, I do you remember who? Uh... Sorry, this got me. I, when I typed up the article, it was one of the easiest articles I've ever typed up this week on uh, bodpodcast.com. I was just furious as I was typing remember, it. Remember, uh, remember, Jinder Mahal was in purgatory because he knocked out Finn Balor with that stupid elbow. Yeah. Like he he got in trouble for that, and it I, it's, it makes me wonder if you know everything's kind of okay because it was, you know, and I'm I'm not saying this you know about her as a as a person but as a character it was just Liv morgan like what if brie had done that to ronda rousey yeah um Uh, no that is you are bringing up a fantastic point um and one obviously we have no real knowledge of what's going on in the back but i you don't want to yeah you don't want to go down the what if hole because you know you can do anything in there but um that's a great sentence right Anything goes in the what if hole. Uh, yeah, that sounded like we're gonna be a part of the Me Too and the Times Up movement now. <laughs> Anything, Anything goes in, in the what if hole. Uh. <laughs> All right, no, this, this is good. This is a good transition into a more fun topic. Um, um, what would you put in the what if hole? Uh, I'd put the Truth TV in there, Mike. Um, ooh, that's, a- that's my horrible transition. I, I know we're wrapping up here. I don't want to talk too much about just real, Truth TV. But yeah, just I, real quick. Um, I Yeah, go ahead and touch on Truth TV, and I was just going to touch on the Mae Young Classic. All right, so we're both talking in the what-if hole, and we're giving it a little bit of a touch to it. Okay, uh, Truth TV, loved it. Uh, damned is our truth like, <laughs> he gets five-minute segments, he gets five-minute matches, and he, he does, you know. He makes he, the most of them. Yeah, he lets you know what Otis Dozovich is going to be doing in the next two years. Um, man, that's I can't your wait. crystal ball right there. Yep. There's your future, Otis. 
Can't wait to see Dozer TV. Um. <laughs> Here's some, you know what? I'm not too upset about that. Look at look at it this way. Like the New Day gets Bootio cereal, right? Yeah. Why doesn't Otis have his own line of coffee products? Ooh. Right? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. He has that move the trash compactor, right? Maybe he could make a line of like French press trash compactor coffees, right? Mm. So that I I wonder too. Like that would be a good sign. Like um. You know how we talk about, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a kid's show, and we bring up other forms of entertainment all the time. What are you, Roman Reigns? Oh, he called wrestling a kid's show. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, that son of a... Um, yeah. uh, when did he say that? Oh, uh, when the fans were booing him. Oh. It was a couple yeah. years ago. He hasn't done it in a while. But... Oh, okay, I thought it was like this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> bastard um uh so here's where i'm going with this is uh and we've already brought up this company earlier today because you were happy that batista hates it um disney has even started you know like they're they they know they have ownership of uh i almost said of children of the 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 child market and toys and clothes and their parks are geared towards children but now they are not geared towards dave batista sorry right so what they need to do is make a Dave Batista park that's just for him and James Gunn, and uh, what Disney's actually doing is now they're they're coming up with new ways to get adults drunk. They're putting in new bars. They're having uh, you know uh, food meal plans that include alcohol now. It's it's becoming you know uh, just an all around um, what do I want to say. Like, uh, who it's marketed to is just expanding to not just children. And I think the WWE could actually learn something from that. And you're right. And this is a long-winded uh, explanation to to say, you're right, Mike. They should do coffee. All right. I'm done. Boom. Huh. All right. Damn it. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, there's two pretty cool things this week. It was the, the end of round one for the Mayon Classic Season 2. Um one thing was, I'd say probably match of the tournament if if you haven't started watching this year's iteration. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Hiroyo uh, Matsumoto versus Rachel Evers, who is the this is her second time in the tournament. Um, she's Paul Ellering's daughter. Um, Hot. The girl she's fighting looks a lot like uh, the girl from Brave. You know, she has the big red flowing locks, Matsumoto. Yeah. Um. Uh, and she was basically calling herself a female Godzilla. Um, <laughs> so the the most recent episodes, like you know, fifty three minutes. That match was the first match, and it eats up like twenty minutes, and it's like the most compelling match of the whole tournament. Um, and Rachel actually had the crowd behind her, uh, and Matsumoto came out on top. It was uh, it was pretty compelling stuff. Um, and the other thing I want to touch on is. Good God, uh, we are really in for a treat. The uh, best friend of Kyrie Sane, um, and it, her first name's Eo, and so the crowd that was kind of their chant for her, Eo uh, Shirai versus uh, Zia Brookside, um, who's another second generation wrestler. Um, she's nineteen. Uh, she looks. She already looks super polished. Like she looks like a female Tyler Bates out there. Um, you know who's another prodigy. You know baby um but eo holy crap she uh 
talk about Palace. She looks like Kota Ibushi. Like, she looks that good. Um, all of her selling looks authentic. Um, all her offense is super fluid. Um, you know, she works stiff. She, she has the body language. She has the facial expressions. Um, I don't know how Japan just keeps pumping out these incredible female wrestlers, but man, um, I'm really excited to see her. If she's not in the finals, I don't know what the criteria is, what the, what the, the bookers and the writers are looking for. Cause man, she, she looks really good. Um, yeah. so if you've kind of been maybe not watching every single match in the tournament, because you know, you're already looking at about eight, nine hours of wrestling, um, and that's just if you're looking at rest, you know, WWE every week. Yeah. Um, try to watch this episode. Try to get a glimpse of EO, and then watch the the, the first twenty minute match. Um, it's probably the longest match so far. The first round is Matsumoto versus Rachel Evers. Um, but uh, next week it's going to be really fun because you know we're getting into round two, and there's some some pretty fun matchups that we're going to get to see. So I'm I'm pumped to see what they give us uh, for the first. Um, edition of round two season two of the may young classic noise yeah they really need to do like another saturday morning like just half hour you know give me everything that's that's great I, like i'm already sitting there tweeting and watching every moment of raw but it'd be nice to get like a, a good old like like an old-fashioned sports center like not not sports center now like whatever the hell that garbage is i mean like here's like a baseball to tonight yeah, just give me a recap of the matches and show me the best promos or the best moments. That, they, they're really, I mean, with their own WWE network, and I know they do some stuff on Instagram and Facebook, um, but I think, like, a dedicated program would, would get a lot of views. I don't know. I mean, it's not going to bring in new subscribers, so that's that's part of the reason that they won't do it. uh you know i i don't know it's something it's another decision that would just be good for the fans and uh i know they don't really like those decisions so i'll just keep i'll I'll stop talking i well i just want to um uh just give you know renee young something else to do because i I like hearing her commentary so let her do raw she's already doing may young um i would be fine watching her host like a little you know highlight show too that'd be pretty cool um because one thing she does, and it's something I I know we talked about it. I think two episodes ago, how Daniel Bryan was so good at commentary um, for the cruiserweight uh, championship. Yeah. Um, you know he was so passionate, and Renee is the same way. Like it, she keeps you know talking about how how great it is when she she actually meets some of these competitors and talks to them and you know learns who they are. Um, that makes them you know more like people. Um you know fully fleshed three-dimensional people um so yeah. i don't know i just you know we want to give maro credit for his ridiculous um invasive species uh <laughs> lines <laughs> uh, michael cole for watering down suicinas into um jump ropes and then uh renee young with her passion um love it good stuff yeah you know Matt, and these the, the thing about Michael Cole is everybody else doesn't look as good if Michael Cole isn't that bad. So, uh, I mean, kudos, you know? I think if you've been, if you listen to the uh, Mae Young Classic, he's really doing a good job. Actually, I think he's doing a better job than, 
it felt like Jim Ross. It was cool to hear his voice again, but it kind of sounded like he was mailing it in last season. Yeah. Um, I think Michael Cole's doing a, a really, really, really good job. Like, he's taking a back seat to, um, you know, letting Renee take the lead a lot, um, you know, letting Beth Phoenix contribute too. I, I think he's actually done a pretty good job. I think this is some of his best work in a while. Oh, my God. All right, fine. Do it. Go, Michael Cole. I mean, he has good genes, at least. He gave us Adam. So that's yep. got that. He's got that going for himself. All right, um, Mike. We we definitely don't have time for breakfast. There's no way I'm gonna be able to make it to uh, Northville by one o'clock. So I'm glad we took an hour and a half and put in no effort and <laughs> trying to end this early. We can always uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so Matt, another exciting episode, and then because uh, uh, this week we got uh, Thunder from Down Under is uh, next Saturday or Sunday, right? Yep, so we'll be you'll we'll be try tuning and, in. We'll try and do a little preview for that too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try. But we'll definitely have a post game for you. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. We'll try. Matt, all let's right. remind all the beautiful people um where they can find everything Brothers of Discussion. We'll ride off into the sunset. Oh shoot, you know what? And uh we totally no sold Eduardo. Um your the whole segment on Batista was based off your question. Uh, Thank you, so, Eduardo. Yeah, Eduardo. So sorry. We kind of just jumped right in there and uh, jumped right over who was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, who actually asked that question? So, Eduardo, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, one of our buddies that actually watched the Facebook Live video live. Um, and we appreciate the question. And everything we talked about, Batista, was inspired by Eduardo. So, thank you again, sir. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, uh, if you also want to get involved, like Eduardo. Go to BODpodcast.com. It's all the blogs, all the archives. Everything's there, uh, the podcast episodes, as well as links to our Facebook and Twitter, which you can also find with at BODpodcast. That's BODpodcast.com, Brothers of Discussion Podcast, uh, another episode in. We are now four episodes away. Wait, nope, five up. Ep- yeah, still five episodes. I don't know what I was doing. Five episodes away from 50. It'll be a big show. We got some surprises coming. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.